0: Okay,
1: Okay, Chad, this is what I'm going to ask. Either during the show, you give me enough of a description that I can find a link on the internet to something that you're talking about, or you have to put in the work and send me the link after the show.
0: Yeah, pretty much the only thing I'm going to be talking about is... uh... Well, I'll, I'll talk a little bit about that Thingiverse that I've got that rail set up on Thingiverse, you know, for the MPCNC. And then just a little bit on the laser stuff. And I can find out, I can find the link to the video on that, the YouTube video. So I'm pretty much just two links right now. I mean.
1: Okay, what is your um, account name on Thingiverse?
0: Uh, I think it's just. Yeah, I'll just post the thing. Okay.
1: Bada bing. chala Ching, or ring. Da-da. Oh, well, that didn't work right. What did I do wrong? Oh, because I'm an asshole. Wait a minute. Wasn't that I'm blind? Didn't you post that in the mumble? Give me a favor. Put it back in the mumble again. I think instead of hitting copy for somehow, I clicked clear. If you will, bull of a full of the woods there you go thank you so i must hit clear so let me hit right click very slowly hit copy link location and come over here hit paste and say voila okay two real mbc thank you very much uh well yeah if there's anything else if you can give me enough of a descriptor during the show i can just find it myself and tag it okay but if you're ready i think we're ready welcome to the makers Hey, hey everybody this is uh door door geek on uh, PodNuts, owner, operator, everything else. Uh, This is The Makers, a show all about making, designing, printing, creating, uh, taking whatever kind of uh, inspiration you have and just trying to find different ways to put it on a different level. Uh, I am all about 3D printing. I'm starting to at least get into the idea of designing, but I'm not quite there yet. Uh, This evening, I am joined by um, Chad how's everything going man
0: hey Dor. uh everything's going okay you know um haven't done a lot of stuff lately but uh getting back into it getting back into it again so
1: gotcha gotcha well I, to be honest the very first question i have to ask you at least publicly is uh it's been absurdly cold here in the u.s you are in the dakota that is even colder than the normal dakota temperature so uh how has everything been up there? have you like took in any boiled water in a pot and like threw it out your back door to see what happened?
0: uh the boil- boiled water thing no um i I, I don't <laughs> I thought about it the other day but it was too cold to go outside and do it um we were seeing wind chills um of minus the
1: temperature was minus and then you cut off
0: yeah so it's been minus you know negative 30 something somewhere around there for a couple days here um it's above zero today it got uh 10 above that was pretty cool so warming up
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i I, see this is one of the reasons i really like talking to people like you chad is because it reminds me that i don't have it that bad because i was starting to think maybe i should move south because it's just too damn cold um I've not been able to boot my printer now for over two weeks.
0: Yeah, you have your printer out in the garage. I could see, you know, it gets a little chilly out there. But um, mine I keep in my house. I don't heat the room that it's in and stuff unless I'm actually in it. So it can get, you know, 60 degrees in here, but that's about as cold as it gets in my shop. So
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, well I guess that will then bring the first topic to the conversation, and that is, I honestly completely forgot that this same thing happened to me last year. And here's the whole gimmick, Chad. I'm, in my mind, I'm nearly 50 years old. Time is starting to just flick by so fast, it's really hard to really notice and comprehend. And I completely forgot about the issue that when I go to reboot my Raspberry Pi and connect to the printer and I hit connect and then I get an error called min temp. I completely forgot about it because I kept rebooting the Raspberry Pi thinking, well, is there something wrong with the Raspberry Pi because I'm an idiot and I don't read error, error messages. So it took like three or four reboots in two days till I finally read the message that I was getting back from the CR10 over the Octoprint interface. And it was min temp error. And I don't remember what the exact number is, but, you know, it's it's pretty cold. Um. And it's in my garage, and I remember overly le- over a year ago, Liam sent me a link to garage door insul- insulation. It was and it was basically like I want to say two foot by six foot panes of styrofoam that I could like help insulate my garage door, to which I think is a great idea. It was really affordable, but at the same token, I don't think that would be enough for my issue.
0: Is the rest of your garage insulated? I mean. I know you have the garages, like, attached and stuff, so you would have some insulation there on those walls and stuff, but on your exterior walls, I mean, is it insulated, the walls insulated?
1: Well, I'll say this. I'm in a duplex townhouse, so if we look at the garage, one, two, three, four, five, six different directions, five of the directions are either earthed, their houses so it's either my house or my neighbor's house and the only way facing forwards is the door itself and the actual square footage around the door i think is insulated by it but but i'll also say i know it's not much it might be eight inches around the entire garage door uh there's not much extra room
0: yeah well then it probably is just if you've just got a non-insulated door Um, yeah, I mean, you can buy the kits that are the insulated panels, inserts, and stuff, or you can just go buy the pink foam insulation and just adhesive, just cut them to size and adhesive, you know, put some types of adhesive to it, and that would insulate the door too. I get an R value of around seven, I suppose, something like that, six or seven, if you bought the expensive stuff and whatever. but... Not help, but it, it, I'm, I'm guessing, does it get real drafty in there? I'm guessing your draft would probably be more of an issue, like the wind blowing and stuff. Well,
1: I am willing to say that it, I do believe that if it is really windy outside, it wouldn't shock me if you could feel something in the garage. um All I know is I am hell bent that this is not going to happen to me n- next year. Now, with that said, I don't believe I'm going to go crazy to try to get this to not happen again, but. The insulation itself, it depended on the number of panes on your garage door. And I believe my panes was only four different sections. It might have been five. Um, I have an automatic door opener that I think I would have to adjust for. I don't think it would be difficult. I want to say the total price was less than like 70 or 80 bucks. Um, So next year, I don't care. This is not going to happen to me. Um, I'm okay with if I have to... Every X amount of time, two weeks or whatever, open up my doorway into my house and let the air flow into there just to get it warmed up. Um, I will say I'm a slightly hesitant to putting like a portable heater out there only because I know the large percentage of house fires that happen happen from ad hoc heating type solutions. So I'm a little hesitant to doing something like that, but I, I am not going to go through this again next year.
0: Yeah, um, at that price point, I, I would definitely look into that. That sounds like that's most of your problem. Those doors aren't really, they'll keep out <laughs> a little bit of stuff, but they're not really meant to do much more than be a barrier, you know?
1: Gotcha. Well, even if they give me a buffer between the garage and outside, I think that might be enough. And, and, and I'll say this, I have went to the most popular, I believe, swedish store inside of the state of maryland i um ikea and i did buy two more lack tables um because you know there are seven bucks and if there's any ikea hack that i really like it's using ikea tables and what i'm going to do is and i will try to post pictures of this as well in the notes at least i want to turn my printer 90 degrees Put an extra lac table down. So I'll then have three lac tables side by side. The printer bed would be moving left to right. So the beds would always be above a lac table. And then basically make a mild enclosure over, over top the entire printer. I don't expect it to be anything sophisticated. It's literally going to be wood dowels with 3D printed corner pieces and I could see getting a, I want to say the uh, Mylar might be the material that Liam keeps touting and putting like a Mylar enclosure around the printer itself.
0: Yeah, that would, that'd be sufficient. Um, then you just put the Mylar, go buy one of those Mylar blankets for two bucks at Walmart and drape it over it. Yeah. I mean, you don't need much. Um, and You really don't even need that unless you're doing temperamental materials. I, you know, you know, ABS, some nylons and stuff are temperamental, you know, but I've never had to use any covering for TPU or AB or, uh, PLAs and different stuff. So, I mean, just your more finicky, uh, temperature wise um materials you know your abs's and your some of the nylons are have issues of not wanting to stick to the bed so the warmer you can keep it the less they um shrink you know so that would be the only thing you'd really need it for except for to keep dust off it too that's that's kind of nice too
1: oh yeah i'll definitely say i've seen particles like um you know a um accumulate on my bed it hasn't been a lot, but I do think it's been enough to disturb the quality of print is what I'll say. But he, and and here's, like, proof that I did not even pay attention to what was going on. Um, I printed, and I'll have a link to the notes for this one, absolutely. A, um, I've been hooked on the idea of a, uh, of a 3D printed wallet. And the wallet I have now, I don't know if you saw the video for it in the Voxer or not, Chad.
0: Yep, I know the one you're talking about the, with the click out the cards. Yep.
1: Yeah, there's at least three or four designs I've seen where you basically like flick a button and the cards pop out in a orderly fashion. So they're at different levels. I've printed at least three or four of them. But this last one I printed was the most successful, I'll say, that I've had uh, on Thingiverse. It is labeled wallet-card ejector with money clip. Uh I've not printed the money clip yet, but I did print the full wallet. Um I did have to do a little bit of hacking around with it. The um what they call a spring, I had to basically cut so it was shorter so there was less friction with it. Um but it's been working really good except that that, that there is a crack going completely down the unit. So I just wanted to print another one just so it would be cleaner. And for two weeks, I couldn't understand it, Chad. I would start the printer. Nothing's changed. But all of a sudden, like three or four layers in, it would just curl. And it would literally curl so much that it would just completely ruin the print. And two weeks after that, all of a sudden now I can't print. So that tells me that the ambient temperature in my garage affected the plastic so much that two or three layers in, it would be off the bed. The bed was a heated bed. And then when it got two or three layers up, there was enough differential in the temperature that it would literally cause a deformation in the print so much that it would basically ruin the print.
0: Oh, definitely. Yeah. Even PLA has a shrinkage, um, you know, it shrinks so much by, um, you know, a certain amount of temperature, there's a ratio for every degree it shrinks so much you know whatever and if it's actually cold enough to where it's um, completely well cooling down you know dropping that en- entire temperature you know it may be you may actually have a problem where it's not your, ma- your material ain't coming out hot enough to actually remelt the material that it's going on to you know so like you may be fighting that it's not coming out your material out of the, your hot end isn't hot enough to actually bond to the previous layer. I've, I've had that. I've heard of the problem. I had it with ABS where you don't keep it warm enough and it starts curling the entire prop, you know, the entire thing off the bed, but that's, you know, that's the deformation, the shrinkage and stuff going on on that end. but, I could see where you'd have problems if it's too cold and the ambient temperature. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. And the way you put it, that makes a hell of a lot of sense because it was almost like a gradual thing where it was first just not printing on the bed correctly at all. So then what I did was I upped the temperature from I want to say 185 to 205. And what I did was basically I didn't re-slice or anything. I just told it to print. I would then go into the garage physically turn the printer speed down to like 50% and then as quickly as I could I would do that as soon as it started to print and and I would go into octoprint and I would change the nozzle temperature so before it was done even printing the skirt or the raft or whatever it was already up to the temperature that I told it to go to so that's like a, a little hackery way to change the temperature on your device without having to re slice everything from scratch
0: yeah that that you can do that or you know once you get a little more comfortable with your g-code you can actually just open it up into a text file and change that it's like usually the third thing in you know so it'll it'll actually says in the new kira does a pretty good job of labeling what what's going on and you can just change that in there too if you wanted
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Because when I did that, I saw more success, but I didn't see complete success, is is what I'll say. And I was tempted to really go in and fiddle with this and tinker with that and play with that. But I'm honestly happy I didn't because it turned out, after a while, it was just a temperature thing because now my printer won't even start up. Um, I will also say in Cura, it is, I think, a very good idea whenever you get a new version of Cura to literally glance over all the settings. And if you need to, and this is what I had to do, uh at least once, I had to load up the old Cura, screenshot everything, look at all the numbers, go into the new Cura and go one at a time down all of the things that I changed. Because I did find at least one time in the last couple months going from Cura version to Cura version, I had to go and tweak some numbers to make them correct. Um, so if you're jumping from one version to the next, always go back and review your old settings versus what is in there after the upgrade.
0: Yeah, and with the Kira, what I always do is when I download a new version or I install a new version, I don't take out my old version. I leave the old version in. So I, I have probably seven different versions of Kira on my I can on my computer, and that way it's not. Tra- taking the old file, the old um, profile file, and putting it in there, and I I in, I migrate that manually. I go I go and reset it up manually. Go in there and re put all the numbers in. Do you know have both my latest the version I was using the version I'm testing, um, just so that I have a known old copy of Kira that I know works, that I know is producing good product, and then I have the new one that I can play with, do some testing, and then once I feel comfortable with it, that's the one I'll use, and that's just kinda how I do my upgrading so that I'm not just dumping Kira new in there and not having the old version. So there is an option of um, deleting the old version or just installing the new version And I always choose just to install the new version, leave the old version as it was. So that's something to think about, too.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. I I can tell you on Linux, and when I've been doing it, I've been downloading a .app image file, which easily lets me have uh, a number of different versions. And the gimmick is, on Linux, if you open up virtually any file, manager in existence and you hold down control and hit the letter H you'll then see hidden files long story short everything in Linux beginning with a period is a hidden file okay so in my home directory I have a dot config directory when I hit control and H I can then see that I go into that inside there I see cura and for each different version I see a different folder so 2.6 on my computer 3.0, 3.1, 3.4, 3.5, and 3.6 are all different folders, which means basically no version should completely contradict with another version's configuration. But I will say the printer configuration has seemed to carry over from version to version to version without me having to do anything. But the individual filament settings of the temperature is it a spirograph mode what is the infill those are the settings i've had to go in and change and tweak and make sure that they're right it seems like either from version to version they've either changed names or they've changed something that has required me to at least do a little bit more due diligence to make sure they're correct and after figuring that out i've had a lot more success going from independent version of cura to the next
0: yeah i don't um automatically just have it pick up the look for the configuration file and stuff that's an option or it used to be i haven't installed the last probably two updates to kira i just haven't maybe three um haven't done it so i've always just manually reset my all my settings i go through it and i spend a you know takes a half hour you just spend and you kind of just go and tweak everything and i i open up two different versions so I can kind of look back and forth and stuff and kind of see where you know that way I've got a tweakable file because I don't want to have it use the same file in two different versions you know so if I change it in one version it changes in another I I don't and I'm not so sure I use Windows and you know the Windows you never know what it's doing so I, I try to set them up name them differently and everything so that there's just no no leakage between the two, the, the the setup, you know. It takes more time, but I feel more comfortable with it, so.
1: <laughs> you said leakage. Um. Well, and I will say this. Um. The only way I'd have a active heating element inside of my enclosure for my printer is if I have, like, utter controls and utter monitoring over it. So the goal is at least in the next, you know, eight or 10 months to get some kind of in um closure over top my printer and uh, at least get some kind of insulation on my garage door just so this time next year, hopefully I will not have to succumb to Mother Nature and not be able to print because uh, with me, it isn't like I print every day, but it's the kind of thing that when I get an itch to print and I can't print, It really does, like, physically make me upset.
0: Yeah, that, I could get that. Um, Like, I use mine, I actually do projects to make some money off of mine. So if it isn't working, you know, correctly, it gets me irritated because it's usually when I've got a customer's project I'm working on. And there's nothing worse than trying to figure out what's going wrong with something when you're trying to make a project you know, an actual product for somebody.
1: Well, that was almost a damn transition, Chad. So I'm going to have to ask you, um, first off, I'll say like this, I honestly cannot imagine from what I know of you, you actually comfortably sitting there and doing nothing. So I expect at least, uh, since the last time we've been able to actually sit down, chat and hit record that you've done at least some, you've done a good amount of making you've done, probably more learning, but your breaking. I'm going to guess hasn't been that great or grand, or it's been absolutely amazing.
0: Um, so I, uh, yeah, I've been busy, um, since we last talked or, you know, I tore apart my K40 laser and made that much larger. And, much more useful well um
1: really quick the uh, um original from factory was i want to say something like 150 by 250
0: it is uh just over 300 by just over 200 i think it is it's
1: okay, about the size so, of a sheet of paper um, okay,
0: well that's not
1: tiny it's sure, it most certainly is not huge so i gotta ask what is... How big is it now, Chad? Tell me. I need to know.
0: Well, since you need to know so bad. No. Um, so, I'm looking at about 650 by 450. Nice. It, and then I've got a Z-Travel of, um, I want to say it's 150 or something like that. Maybe 200. It's... It, it, At least 150 i can move the z up and down so if you know like uh had a thick piece of material that i wanted to engrave that's no problem you know or laser so you know i upgraded that quite a bit um i used almost all of the original k40 stuff and just redid the frame um had to redo some um with the Control board, I had some problems with that. I um, broke my brand new uh, Cohesion 3D mini board and that sucks. sent that back to them. Well, I didn't break it. It had a failure in it. They caused it to short out, and they sent me a new one, you know. So they made good on that. Um, but in the meantime, I actually took a... MKS S base 1.3 or whatever um, smoothie board and got that to run the laser. So I haven't even, I've been using that as my control board and it's been working just perfectly fine. Um, No, no complaints with that, you know, and that's a, I think you can get them, get that board for about, I've seen it as low as 35 40 bucks if it, if you can get them in stock, you know, but generally they're about 50 bucks um, versus the 170 bucks for the the, uh, the C3D Mini. So there's a substantial cost, but I do, if you're, you know, I do still suggest getting the C3D Mini just because the guy's put in so much work and he, he's been involved with development of other products for this stuff so I do suggest supporting him and he the customer service they've now got their own um, the website they are doing a lot more um, customer service through their own website instead of on G, uh G plus and then Facebook and stuff is where they were doing a lot of it and it just mm, you, we we all know the problems with facebook and g plus and whatnot um but so there's that
1: gotcha yeah i can't find a link for the cd3 mini but the one thing i'll say to the absolute newer person to this whole ideal is replacing the what he's saying is taking the uh smoothie board putting in there It's almost like replacing the hard drive and the motherboard inside the computer because you're taking the base functionality that was delivered and and you have a possibility to really expand and customize to make it something completely different. So you took the guts of this laser that had a certain odor, aroma to it when you got it you've not only expanded it to be able to do a much greater surface area, but then but then you also replace the master board in it, which enables different controls, different functionalities, and basically like a different operating system on the board itself.
0: Yeah, so when you get the K40, it is all, um, I think it's all Chinese stuff. It's all Chinesium, and it's all... Um, the software is all crack software. It's not, I wouldn't suggest installing any of it on a computer that you really care about and you're concerned about sensitive information because we all know that when you put crack software on a system, you create vulnerabilities. So I don't suggest using it, um, but with the Cohesion 3D Mini, it is a direct swap literally the mounting hardware everything is the same um all the all you do is you unplug the wires out of the old one plug them in on the new board and off you are as long as you don't do any upgrading it takes 20 minutes maybe if that so it is a super they this guy's done a lot of work to get the plugs right get everything right so that it works so i do hope if somebody's listening and they do decide to go the route support the guy you know he's, he's doing great work
1: well that's but, good uh that sounds like the kind of upgrade that even i could do
0: oh definitely it's, it's super easy um yeah i think it Mine's a little more different because I changed my... I didn't like the end stops that it used, so I put mechanical end stops in and different stuff before I even started. So mine was just... Of course, with me, I've got to make everything more difficult than it needs to be. You know, which gives me the option or the... I don't even know how to put it. The go-ahead to go even further in my mind, you know. So, like... I've already taken it from the original, so what? what's the difference if I tear it apart and build it bigger, build it better, you know? In my mind, it's just, yeah, that's just the next logical step. <laughs> but, um, so that's what I've been up to with that, and I've been doing quite a few other projects with the laser. I've found some other little things that I can make and sell that are really easy to do and stuff, and I've been... Having a little bit of success with that. And my biggest thing is I just got to get out there and show my products to people. Um, and that's the hardest thing is get going to the stores, and there's a few consignment shops or going to wherever and selling the stuff, you know, finding time and whatnot. Um, and then I did do some, in the past, I did a upgrade to the NPC C2 where I made the double rail system, and I finally. <laughs> Got all the put the STLs up on Thingiverse and stuff, so um, they're there, ready for anybody that wants to print them. So, yeah, that's pretty much what I've been up up to.
1: Oh, that's pretty cool. I will say we have had uh, the, seriously, Chad. Um, your video about the MPCNC video that you posted to the makers. Probably has gotten more comments, let me rephrase that, more non-troll-like comments of any video I've ever published in my entire history of publishing anything on the YouTube platform where people have been asking legit questions and you guys have always been giving them good information back. So um, that tells me that um, this is the kind of thing that people really instinctually, like gravitate towards and they're not just trolling they really want to get this kind of stuff done um i don't have any reason to doubt anybody's uh who's ever been on the show their quality of output but that's the kind of video that literally has drawn people to want to do better things so that's like one of the best things to at least come out of this show so far
0: yeah the comments have been great um on there, you know, a couple suggestions on how to, you know, and a couple people how to uh, make it more compact or a few other things. Um, and then just few people have asked questions of you know is it important that you do this or is it necessary and I always tell them no it's not necessary but it does improve the quality of the overall machine you know the stability of it and if you're gonna go with a heavier spindle like I did you almost need to do it just so that you you don't get the sagging that you get you know and I've seen i have actually in the process of redesigning again, redesigning the, uh, MPCNC and going to a, a rail system similar to what I made for the laser. I just think that that would be stronger and, um, just a better setup, you know? So there, it's always a process of, I never seem to be happy enough with what I've got, you know, but that's kind of why we do what we do. You know, that's why we call ourselves the makers, You because it's pushing, you know. I, I've got projects for the parts that came off the old laser frame, thinking about making a 3D printer out of it and different things. So, I mean, it's keeping my mind active with these making things is kind of what keeps me getting up in the morning, you know.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And this is where I try to, uh, like, at least in my mind, draw the line between people putting out content because they have the necessity to make money and the people who do things because it's their passion. Um, I try to have people on this show where it's first and foremost in their passion to do these kind of things, not because if they don't, then they're not going to make money, where there's a lot of uh, YouTube content and there's a lot of podcast content where it seems like the people who are doing it uh, don't have the... Instincts to first do it because it's a passion, but they're just trying to draw clicks. um And I will say, we did have an email from Alan. And this is how incompetent I've been. And this is how I try to be honest with myself. And I and now am saying if you send an email to the makers with a Z at podnuts.com, it will instantaneously be answered to and disseminated through the rest of the people who could be on the show uh and we're going to answer an email from alan who was literally sent two months ago back on october 10th 2018 and he said i am interested in the double tube mod for the M P C N C. cnc is there an stl file available of the modified bracket and i do believe you did send me a link chad
0: yep you should have the link for that and uh that We'll have all the STLs that I modified. Yep.
1: Very cool. And it's uh, in the notes called a two rail MPN- MP CNC upgrade parts. And this is the kind of thing where, unless you know the exact verbiage, you're not going to know what to look for. And this is the kind of thing that once you look for and find it, you're going to download it and you're going to hold it really, really close to you because it's really, really useful to have. Uh, because it, it really does make it a lot more sturdy, a lot more uh, possibilities come out of the MPCNC.
0: Oh, definitely. I The stuff that I do, I wouldn't be able to do without the two-rail system. I just, you know, making those clocks and different things, the actual heavy routering I do, there's no way. It just wouldn't hold up.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. Well, the stupid troll-like thing I'll ask you is, Because I can tell you this, Chad, I've been, um, my Google news feed and my Google plus for what it is feed and the other places where I go get information from, it's been almost overwhelmed with everything from major car manufacturing companies. Like I want to say it was BMW, it might've been Mercedes Benz. And then I want to say Ford, but it might've been GM or whatever are doing these massive plants printing out 3d parts or whether it be the guy who did the retro motorcycle or whether it be extreme advancements in the resin printing area has there been any news topics that you've seen that have literally caught your eye because I can tell you on my end I've been nearly overwhelmed with the number of links and and the amount of news in the maker 3d printer world
0: um (laughs) Nothing that's that's catching my mind right now. I mean, I you, you, just in general, I know like on the news around here, they've been, you know, everybody's so enthralled with it. You know, the three D printing, but I, I think when you do see stuff on the news and stuff, it's 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 so outdated or they're misrepresenting it so much that it confuses people. That's what I see a lot right now.
1: Oh, I'll definitely agree. A huge percentage of the things I've seen in my news feed have been sensationalistic clickbait type things. Where like the first bridge made out of 3D printing or this building was made out of 3D printing in 12 hours. Where they really don't go through the actual technique involved in the making of that material. Uh, But here's the gimmick, Chad. I I see those kind of links. I click those kind of links, but I don't really invest a lot of mental power in those links. Instead, I've been searching the uh, Thingiverse um, like makes of the week, and I've been digging into like um, a Pin Shape and Cults 3D and these other services. And I've been trying to find my own hidden gems amongst all of the noise. And there's one link that I'm gonna make sure is in the notes. It's called Peter's seven seg seg all mechanical display prototype two which i know is a lot but i'm going to tell you guys just click the links in the notes and if you don't click the links in the notes it's your own goddamn fault okay um if you remember the old style clocks where there were seven different segments if you were to count them from the like vertical type there'd be the very top there'll be the middle and then there was the very bottom and then on the top there was two vertical ones one on the left one on the right and then below the halfway point that there was again one on the left and one on the right and this display could display any number reminiscent of the old alarm clocks like in groundhog's day but instead what this guy did was there there was seven segments that could interactively show or hide the correct color and but in the gearing system that this guy did to me, and this is the only way I can put it. Back in the 80s, I used to like Bob Backlund in WWF. Then I liked Tito Santana and Jake the Snake Roberts. And what I really appreciated was their technique inside of the ring. Hence the reason, the only reason I liked NFL football or any NBA or hockey or ultimate f- fighter type things was because of the actual, like, technique that went on would literally, like, capture me. Well, the same kind of technique from those kinds of things, when I watch this guy's video and the gearing system he has underneath and the way that he's able to, basically, in an analog world, have analog gears in a very simplified fashion, modify how this seven-segment display could go from 0 to 1, 1 to 2, 2 to 3, 3 to 4, and so on and so forth. Almost like made me giddy how this guy could do it. It's the kind of thing I can't wait for my printer to be working again just because I want to print one of these things from scratch and actually have it working in my hand because this is a kind of mechanic analog thing that uh, I could never figure out on my own without incredible number of hours devoted to it and this guy basically figured it out and he put it on Thingiverse and to me it's simply amazing how it works.
0: Oh, definitely. When you showed me this, I was I I I marked it and I'm going to start printing it and getting it to work too, I think. That is just the neatest thing.
1: Yeah, and this is the kind of making that really does encourage me as a printer cuz right now I don't consider myself a maker. I'm just a printer. I, I almost can't wait to print just because I want to be able to show my kid. This is the kind of thing that if you had the acumen, you could design and create yourself with this kind of device in your house. I don't know what isn't possible is the way that I put it.
0: Yeah. That, that is just so much visual and mecha- visual mechanical engineering in that, that is just so cool. It just, I mean, just looking at it, it just looks amazing how he did it. And uh, if you don't get excited looking at that about 3D printing and making and just what a guy can make, you know, I, I, then you're definitely not a maker. It's it's it might be the the true um, ink ink ink, ink blot testing, you know, the Roschak ro- test or whatever it is. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, the uh, kind of thing that tells you more about yourself than you ever realized could be told about yourself. Very cool, Chad. Um, is there any other links you wanted to uh, bring up or any other things you wanted to discuss about your laser?
0: Well, I just uh, gave sent you a link of the actual YouTube video that I did, and that's just a c- quick little walk around on it. I'm planning on doing more of them, and getting more in depth on it. I've got some building of it videos that I've got to compile and um, edit together and stuff and whatnot. So someday, maybe, <laughs> hopefully, I'll get that all together and get something out there. Um, I always say I'm going to try to make more videos and try to market it better and stuff. And it's like, you never do. It, 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 you're either. I don't know, I just like making things, and once it's done, I made it. You kind of sometimes lose interest in the details of it.
1: Gotcha, gotcha. I I will wholeheartedly admit making videos is work, but I will say if you're scamming money out of people in other countries, it's much easier. Um, you're not trying to do that. You're trying to actually make good quality, informative content. Um, I will say the only other thing I want to mention uh, and it's the kind of thing that really made me like physically upset that I could not print is um there's been a lot of things in my life that I feel has made an imprint onto it one of the things to be quite honest was uh classic retro video gaming um and uh, there's just so much stuff going on right now in the r- retro gaming arena it's almost sickening but This is the kind of thing, as soon as I saw, I wanted to print. And it's on uh, Thingiverse. Its actual title is just 3D N64 logo. Uh, Nintendo 64, when I was a kid, was maybe the most preeminent gaming console that existed. It made the most impact in my life. I've never been one to say to myself, self, I need to start to paint stuff. Because I just can't do it. But when I look at this design and this will be in the notes as well. It's the N64 logo printed in 3d. This is the kind of thing that I can tell you right now, if my frigging printer was frigging printing, I would have printed this thing and I would have pulled out some kind of paint and I would have tried to paint it because this to me is iconic. This is the kind of thing that confirms to me that no, um, no nostalgia is in fact a drug.
0: Oh, definitely. I never seen this before. This is definitely cool. Um, Could you imagine being able to print that with the palette too or something where you could actually do the colors and that'd be super cool. But yeah, painting it, you know, shouldn't be hard, you know, just finding the right colors.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, This is the kind of thing. If I had a multi head extruder, I believe it would actually entail four colors. Because if you look at the default image in the logo, you see yellow, red and green. And I believe if you could see the other side of the logo, the other color was possibly green. You could see. Either way, this is the kind of thing I would love to print and have in full color and have sitting on my desk at work. Just so when I'm sitting in the cube, contemplating everything bad that's wrong with the universe, I could turn and at least look at this for five seconds and regain a touch of sanity and
0: happiness. I'm kind of thinking maybe printing one out in TPU and use it like a stress ball. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and um, to me the, this is the kind of thing, it, there's nothing complicated, there's nothing complex about this at all. Somebody just had to create the 3D print for it. Um, it's just four ends in such a way that you could rotate it and it still looks like an end. That's the old N64 l- logo.
0: Yeah, it's the infinite N. yeah. It's just the four-sided N logo yeah simple beautiful
1: very cool very cool um i don't honestly think i have much more to say chad except i'm cold but you're colder
0: <laughs> not as long as i stay in the house my my heat's been working perfectly so <laughs> it's uh 68 in my house all the time so <laughs> i try not to go outside in this weather uh tomorrow they're saying possibly getting up to close to 30 so but then next week supposed to get cold again so what else
1: yeah same thing here tomorrow it's going to bounce up a couple degrees um one more link i'm going to put in the notes uh chad here it's to all3dp.com and it's entitled um ender three bed leveling all you need to know And what I first and foremost appreciated about this link was the very first thing they mentioned was, I don't know why it's called bed leveling. It's not bed leveling whatsoever. What you're doing is correcting the horizontal plane so your bed matches the same level as your nozzle. Um, There's no bed leveling that's going on. It's, you know, it's one of those terms that caught wind, and now that's what we call it, but it's actually something else. And they literally lead you at least step by step if you had a Ender 3 on how to do it. And if you don't have an Ender 3, the same basic ideals hold true. And that's the one thing I will say with my printer. The one thing I found is the accuracy, the measurement between the bed itself and the nozzle is the beginning and the end of am I going to have a good print or a not a good print? So if you can get this lined up correctly, your overall performance should increase and your overall quality should increase and the overall uh, outcome of your print should get better. Uh, on top of that, I will say, don't randomly start changing your levels because you think that's what you need to do. It literally could be temperature. It could be changing of your filament it could be the nozzle is wearing out there's a bunch of different things that can go into play because your printer stops printing correctly and the first tip i got from liam was always go back to a old g-code that you know printed right and if that doesn't print right that's when you should start to fiddle with the printer itself
0: yeah i think you hit the nail on the head on that one um yeah especially if you're trying a new part or something or especially if you got a new slicer you haven't done anything for a while um and you're going back to it don't you know the best thing is to change one thing and then you know what did you change you know you change too many things you kind of get lost in it you know so do one thing at a time you know take it slow um the bed leveling it's pretty much the same on any printer. It's just the mechanics of it. Maybe, you know, you you turn this instead of that or whatever. Um that that's a difference, you know, but it's all the same. And if you find a way you like doing it, you know, that's you know keep doing it the same way if you got something that works. Um and just don't go changing a lot of things all at once, you know, because I think we get – a lot of us get a little too, oh, this was it last time, so I changed this, and, oh, I might as well change this too. And I do it all the time, and I end up having to start all over from scratch again, and that's never any fun. You know, you, you you'd realize, oh, I could have just done this and didn't have to do all this stuff or break something else, you know. So just read it, find as much information on whatever you're trying to do and – do that one thing, get that right, and then move on, figuring out the next problem.
1: Exactly. And I'll say in the last month and a half, two months, twice, I've started to change things too fast, too rapid, and I completely missed the fact that if I would have stopped and thought, I would have been able to come to a solution much, much quicker. Um, And because email is actually completely working, I will say I don't believe as a Patreon we've ever charged Uh, the actual people participating in Patreon. I will say that will change soon enough. Uh, One of two things is going to happen. I'm going to consolidate all the Patreons to a single Patreon account, which will make it much easier for me to post uh, comments and stuff to the group and also make it much more easily for me to manage that group. But I will say I want to say a quick thank you to Christian Diver, Black Death, Joshua Dennis, UK Treats, John, Liam, Liam, and uh, Christian. Uh, thank you guys very much. Um, I will start charging sooner than later. Uh, I want to thank, every- thank everyone for their support. Thank everyone for their emails that I never answered that we will start to answer. I want to thank everyone for their supports, the people sending individual emails asking for help, the individual emails asking asking for tips or the individual emails, just uh, in um, in um, encouraging us to do more. Uh, if it wasn't for you guys, uh, I don't know how many shows we would have made it. But thanks to guys like Chad, thanks to guys like Liam, thanks to all those people. Um, we We are definitely making it more and more every day. We're up past the 20s, which already puts us into the 1%. So uh, if it wasn't for them, this show wouldn't exist. And if it wasn't for you guys, we wouldn't have anybody to publish to. So if you want to send us an email, you can send it into themakers at podnuts.com. Or you can send us a voicemail in at 707-6-PODNUT. And I want to thank everyone again. And we will talk to everyone again real soon.